Welcome fellow seekers, my name is Nathan, and this is the Law of One and Spiritual Concepts podcast, where I share my interpretations of the Law of One and other related topics. Today we'll be discussing how to be of service to others. I'm really excited for this discussion since I had a lot of fun putting together the episode outline and picked up a few nuggets myself. (laughs) And with that, I'd like to note that I'm still a student of this concept and learning more on it every day. At this point, I'm sure you have at least consciously made the choice to be of service to others if you're listening to this, or at very least have the intention of continuing down the path of service to others. And with this, realize that it is necessary to polarize towards service to others or service to self in order to progress in consciousness past the third density experience we are in now. So in making this choice, you're not only deciding how you want to live your life on earth, but also how you wish to progress in the subsequent densities. I should note, it is not as simple as mentally making the decision to be of service to others. One must be over 50% service to others in their choices to graduate to fourth density positive. This could be 51% service to others and 49% service to self. But this is determined on an oscillating scale from each moment to moment. Being of service isn't just about graduating, though. It's much bigger than that, and becomes a core belief to operate from. I feel it has also given me some purpose to my life in dedicating myself to learning the ways of love and oneness on this path. There are infinite ways to be of service, either as our illusory individual self or through interactions with other selves. We don't all need to be someone famous or a popular influencer to be of service. We are actually more likely to be of service in a much simpler way throughout our daily lives. Ra also indicates this at the end of session 1730, where they say, The best way for each seeker in third density to be of service to others is unique to that mind-body-spirit complex. This means that the mind-body-spirit complex must then seek within itself the intelligence of its own discernment as to the way it may best serve other selves. This will be different for each. There is no best. There is no generalization. Nothing is known. To that point, I think it is important to look to your heart to find your passions and from there figure out how you can be of service based on these, since it tends to be easiest to stick to something you are passionate about. It doesn't have to be just one thing either. As a matter of fact, being of service boils down to all of your thoughts and actions. The most important thing for positive service is to honor and respect the free will of others above all else. This means to await the call for service before any service can be offered. And as Ra says, it's impossible to help another being directly. It's only possible to make catalysts available in whatever form. Admittedly, this can be somewhat hard to follow. I know when I first started reading The Law of One and other spiritual works, I so desperately wanted to share what I was learning. You tend to feel like you're onto something big, and that these concepts you've learned have the potential to benefit everyone, so why not share? Well, I learned the hard way that most people did not want to hear this information unless they were the ones to specifically bring up these questions. But then I realized that this mindset ends up taking away from our authenticity and puts more pressure on us to feel the need to save people. But freedom is up to the individual, and it's up to them to decide what they want or when they want help. I think this is summed up pretty well in session 8930, where Ra indicates, To those who wish to sleep, 
We could only offer those comforts designed for the sleeping. Service is only possible to the extent it is requested. We were ready to serve in whatever way we could. This still seems satisfactory as a means of dealing with other selves in third density. It is our feeling that to be each entity which one attempts to serve is to simplify the grasp of what service is necessary or possible. End quote. To be of service to others, it is necessary to work on and understand yourself in order to learn to love yourself for who you are before you can serve others to your highest extent. I know this might not be exactly what you want to hear, but it's an important part that's brought up in the material a number of times. One example of this takes us back to session 1730, and on this partial quote, Ra says, The best way to be of service to others is the constant attempt to seek to share the love of the Creator as it is known to the inner self. This involves self-knowledge and the ability to open the self to the other self without hesitation. This involves, shall we say, radiating that which is the essence or the heart of the mind-body-spirit complex. What I think this quote is getting at is that we can only be of service or share to the extent that we know and understand ourselves. And through this practice will allow us to realize that we are truly all one. And with this realization, we are then able to provide higher levels of service from the heart. I'd like to clarify that working on yourself is not considered the negative service-to-self path. Rather, it is getting to know yourself in order to be of better service. I think this can be simplified down to your intention. If what you are doing is done in love and acceptance, it is then of the positive polarity. But if it is done for control, fear, or manipulation, then it is towards the negative service-to-self path. That seems to be a common misconception that continues to come up from the material. But looking at it through these intentions, I think this might help give you a better understanding. For it's hard to be at your best if you're not taking care of yourself. In practicing love and compassion for the self, which then radiates out to the other selves in your service. Continuing along, another way to be of service to others involves the simple intention or pure desire to be of service in a loving manner. This is actually seen to be more important than the actual service provided. In order to maximize this, I found it helpful to look through and refine my intentions and understand why you want to be of service to others. Come up with a list and look at why you're doing what you are, what is important to you, so you have something to fall back on and something to help maintain this intention that will ultimately strengthen your faith and willpower to then maintain this intention to be of service. Another seemingly simple exercise that can be paired with the use of intention comes from session 10.14, when Don is asking for practices that produce acceleration towards the law of one. Ra says, quote, Exercise 1. This is the most nearly centered and usable within your illusion complex. The moment contains love. That is the lesson goal of this illusion or density. The exercise is to consciously seek that love in awareness and understanding distortions. The first attempt is the cornerstone. Upon this choosing rests the remainder of the life experiences of an entity. The second seeking of love within the moment begins the addition. 
The third seeking powers the second, the fourth powering or doubling the third. As with the previous type of empowerment, there will be some loss of power due to flaws within the seeking in the distortion of insincerity. However, the conscious statement of self to self of the desire to seek love is so central an act of will that, as before, the loss of power due to this friction is inconsequential. End quote. This is one of my favorite quotes from all of the raw material, since I feel it can be so impactful. But it also gets into, towards the end of that quote there, explaining how our intentions are so important, and how when they are used in love, have so much power behind them that even moments of insincerity really do not have much of an impact on them. But looking further at the moment contains love exercise, I have found it helpful to analyze what love really means and how to recognize it, so you're able to see it in all its forms, from the compassion to affection and to the energy that is behind everything that is part of this creation. Just to list a few examples, but I would encourage you to perform this exercise also in order to recognize and find the love and compassion in the moment, since it is everywhere and in everything, which then allows you to feel gratitude for it when you recognize it. And through this, you can be of service then by setting an example on how you handle situations with love and through peace, which then may encourage other selves that you interact with to notice this and to also likely act in a similar manner. At times, you will likely find yourself in situations where love does not appear to be in the moment. But this is an opportunity for service and allows you to provide that love if love cannot be found in the moment. I know this is easier said than done, but with the conscious intentions, this can be accomplished. It is also helpful to meditate on these past experiences, to look back to find where love was in the moment, or look to see how you could have better handled the situation to prepare yourself to be of better service if the situation should arise again. I plan on looking at the subsequent exercises from session 10.14 at a later date, but I'll give a brief summary of what they include right now. These exercises include seeing the Creator in everything from yourself to other self and all of creation, of which, of course, is built on the foundation of the conscious understanding that the moment contains love. Looking at a few other examples of how you can use these loving intentions to be of service to others throughout your day include things like through daily meditations, with your intentions set, you can use this as a way to be of service to others and help heal others or the collective consciousness in addition to Mother Gaia. Service can also be provided in something as simple as making food. You might thank the food for growing for you and then imbuing it with your love for whoever you are making it for. Another example that I think about in my daily life is just at work. When you're sending emails or on phone calls, consciously attempting to address the concerns or questions of others to be of service. However, it is also important to make sure you have your own boundaries set, though. This can be done by knowing the self, to make sure you are not being taken advantage of. I tend to think some of the small things can be just as important in being of service, such as smiling at someone as you walk by them or holding the door open. I think about how that makes me feel and see the enjoyment at someone just smiling from you, 
so you are able to also offer that same service. Considering the state that Earth is in now, with the pandemic, I think this offers an opportunity for plenty of other chances to be of service to others. From donating time or money to a food pantry or animal or homeless shelter, really anything to help out people who are in need. Which nicely transitions into our next topic of being aware of other self's circumstances. I think Ra most eloquently addresses this in the second half of session 18.6, where they say, What would be an improper distortion with one entity is proper with another. We can suggest an attempt to become aware of the other selves as self, and thus do that action which is needed by other self, understanding from the other self's intelligence and awareness. In many cases, this does not involve the breaking of the distortion of free will into a distortion or fragmentation called infringement. However, it is a delicate matter to be of service and compassion, sensitivity, and an ability to empathize are helpful in avoiding the distortions of man-made intelligence and awareness. Although this quote is a little bit of a mouthful, I think what they're ultimately getting at is the saying of walk a mile in someone else's shoes, or put yourself in their position to try to understand or provide justification for their actions. But doing this with compassion, so you can actually attempt to feel what they're feeling to really get a better understanding, in order to serve this other self in the best way possible. I think this also might have some ties to what we call the golden rule of treating others the way you want to be treated. All of these opportunities to be of service that we've been discussing are also known as catalyst. And based on how we use this catalyst and our desire to be of service will determine how much we can positively polarize based on each situation. This also requires a termination of will and faith, since this path is not always easy to embrace what life gives you and what it throws at you. This tends to require constant balancing and integration of catalyst as experience of the self as the creator. But what this does then is allows one to understand themselves even further and no longer feel the need to blame themselves or any others for their problems. This is not always comfortable to use these catalysts and make these decisions, but that's how you know you are making progress on the service to others path. At this point, I'd also like to point out that it is important not to feel judgment towards yourself for not being of service to others enough. It is not about past actions, but rather maintaining the true intention to be of service with unconditional love so that all thoughts and actions are imbued with this love. This will help maintain the harmonious balance between energy centers and in accepting and loving the self as well as other self. Up until this point, we have mostly been looking at individual ways to be of service. I think it is also important to look at how we can be of service to others in groups and understand the power of seeking we have with our other selves. In session 8317, I think this is better explained by Ra, where they say there is extreme potential for polarization in the relationship of two polarized entities which have embarked upon the service to others path, or, in some few cases, the service to self path. Secondly, we would note the effect which we have learned to call the doubling effect, those of a like mind which together seek shall more surely find. I think the information noted in this quote is pretty cool since what they refer to as the doubling effect 
which typically represents the number of people on the planet that are calling out for service for the Confederation to come aid. But what this quote is indicating is that this also applies to polarized entities working together. And how these numbers work is that they sequentially double. So with the second person calling, that would equal 4. And a third person, that equals 8. Fourth equals 16, and so on. So you can see how this adds up very quickly when positive polarized entities work together. This can take shape in a number of ways, from seeking together in consciousness to solving societal issues or building technology. In doing this, they share the responsibilities and empower each other to work in harmony through the shared desire to accomplish work as a whole. This environment benefits from the sharing of self-knowledge with other self-knowledge. Like we discussed back on the Energy Centers episode, the orange ray, self-knowing, combines with the yellow ray, group workings, to come together in harmony. This is difficult when everyone has their own ideas and expectations, but this is where the harmony of green ray love comes in to accomplish this, with non-attachment to the outcome. And ultimately, this ends up creating the fourth density positive environment, and shows how this group service to others mentality can really be beneficial and open the door to great possibilities. Energy transfers can also be greatly benefited from this service to others in groups. Since in the positive path, this is characterized by the mutual energizing and enhancement of each entity, therefore they both gain from the transfer. This could be sexual energy transfers, or energy transfers of the mind, or spiritual energy transfers. As you can see, there really are endless ways to be of service. One just needs to make the choice to be of service to start down that path, and will have plenty of opportunities, or a catalyst, to enhance and empower their polarity through these experiences. I'd like to reiterate the importance of finding love in the moment, and also how important it is to maintain the service to others' intentions on our continued journey back to oneness, which then can allow you to become the beacon for others that wish to inquire so you can share what you have learned, and maintaining a positive attitude in which informs your decisions, setting the stage for service to others to become automatic for you, or a core value, so you can do this effortlessly. And with that, I think I'll end it here. I know there's much more to be talked about on this topic, but I think this provides a good starting point. I'd like to close with one more quote from Ra. This comes from session 15.7. There is but one service. The law is one. The offering of self to the creator is the greatest service, the unity, the fountainhead. The entity who seeks the one creator is with infinite intelligence. From this seeking, from this offering, a great multiplicity of opportunities will evolve depending upon the mind-body-spirit complex's distortions, with regard to the various illusory aspects or energy centers of the various complexes in your illusion. End quote. I hope you found this episode helpful and maybe gained a little further insight on ways to be of service to others. Please let me know if you have any topics you'd like me to go over in future episodes. You can reach me at lawofone.spiritualconcepts at gmail.com. I leave you now in the love and in the light.